Boomerus Eisen, and you're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomerus Eisen Foundation and GunnerSeisen.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, Digital Credit Union, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnerus Eisen, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and not necessarily those of the Boomerus Eisen Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar Esiason, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. All right, hey, it's Gunnar Esiason, back again for another week of Breathe In. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have video feed today, so I apologize to our folks uh, who are listening on YouTube. Uh, Tiffany, how are you this, this week? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, we're actually joined by two very special guests today. Um, we are joined by Morgan Grindstaff, 28 years old from North Carolina, and Caitlin Lombardi, 23 from New Jersey, both living with cystic fibrosis. How are you guys? Hey, guys. Doing well. Doing good, man. How are you guys? Cool. Well, we are uh, very grateful to have you guys on. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of things today. Um, we're going to talk about Five Feet Apart, uh, the movie that's coming up uh, here in the next couple, next month or so. And then also we want to get to know you guys a little bit. Um, but first we'll, we'll start off with the movie. I, you know, I think it goes without saying that the movie has been a little polarizing within the cystic fibrosis community and kind of see wherever people gather uh, with cystic fibrosis that is, I guess, on the internet. Uh, people kind of have an opinion about it, and uh, rightfully so. I think people should have opinions about uh, things that are concerning them. Um, but let's start with you, Morgan. I know, Morgan, you've been uh, a strong proponent for the movie. You have uh, you have a YouTube channel. You're known as Cystic One on YouTube. Um, and uh, you've been talking very positively about the movie, and I, I, I want to know why. You know, what what's behind uh, that that part of uh, you know, your opinion, and uh, why are you so excited about it? <clears throat> well, and mainly, like, when I first heard about the movie mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be just a complete joke I, th- I think i had the opinion that most people had is like oh god not again yeah. someone's someone's got a hold of cf and this is <laughs> going to be terrible and then they released the poster and it, it, it increased the cringe factor for me yeah. mm-hmm. so i was admitted in the hospital back in i believe that was october yeah. when they released the first trailer and you know the big thing on youtube now is reaction videos like mm-hmm. i I can't stand them, but that's like bread and butter on YouTube now. Like, because it's, so, it's, 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 like, it's whatever the people want. Yeah, it's what, like, you make all this, like, really deep, thought out content or, like, make these yeah. vlogs, and you have this guy, like, reacting to, like, someone making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and getting, yeah. like, a million subscribers. And I'm just exactly. like, why? But I was bored, and there was nothing else to do in the hospital. For sure. And so I was like, oh, you know what? They just released the trailer for this movie. I was like, I'm going to react to that. Cause like mm-hmm. it's about CFers in the hospital. I'm in the hospital. You know, let let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And so, I like I watched the trailer, and I was totally prepared to just tear it apart. That was like gonna be the whole like reaction video was just me just kind of like, you know, just going for it. Mm-hmm. But whenever I like watched it, yes, there was like corny aspects to it because I think what a lot of people kind of like they don't think about is you you're not going to be able to make a movie about cystic fibrosis like that's literally like the day-to-day life of someone with cf you're going to have to uh as i call it like fault in our stars it up a little bit you're going to have to like make it a little corny and make the audience connect with these characters if you want to get them in because at the same time it's a hollywood movie right but just the little things that i noticed throughout you know throughout the trailer with you know the ports and everything I was like, oh, well, this like re- this isn't that bad uh, compared to other portrayals. Like if you go through like your Grey's Anatomies and things yeah. like that, it was like gold. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so as after I reacted to it, posted the uh, posted the reaction video and it went bananas. Like everyone was like sharing it. It was getting hundreds of thousands of views. And it, I got in touch with Justin Baldoni because somebody who knew him shared the reaction video with him, and then he got in contact with me and was like, "Hey man, thanks for you know talking positively about the trailer." Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't know of Justin Baldoni other than the series he did with Claire Wineland on YouTube called My Last Days, mm-hmm. and so I didn't know he was kind of like a big like TV star person and Hollywood heartthrob had no clue. I had no clue about any of that. Cause I don't really like keep up with TV shows, yeah. but I started, uh, I just started talking to him 
and he, you know, started talking to me about Claire and everything because, you know, the character, the female lead, Stella, is largely based on Claire Wineland because Claire, sorry, Claire Wineland helped, you know, write this story with Justin about CF. Mm-hmm. And so he started, you know, talking to me about that and just talking to me like, just how much love that he has for this movie and how careful he was to like walk that line of like, I want, like, I want the audience to be educated about CF, but I have to tell a story. It started becoming like really apparent. This wasn't just going to be another like cheese factor. It wasn't a random guy that knew nothing about CF that just got thrown a script. And it was like, okay, here, well, you know, make this movie about this random cause or something like Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, it what he wasn't making a movie based on like pre like anything that was came before, because I know the five feet apart uh, book came out before the movie. But the book is based on the screenplay because, yeah. you know, the amount of time it takes to write and publish a book compared to film, edit, release, market, all that a movie is like immensely different. And so he crafted this story with Claire Wineland in mind. And so just, you know, I've talked to him, I've talked to other people involved with the movie, and they just kind of put so much heart and love into this and the amount of love that Claire put into it, that, you know, she, you know, had CF. And if anyone doesn't know, she had, uh, she has a huge following on YouTube, and she unfortunately passed away after having complications from a double lung transplant. But she... She was there, and they had a uh, they had a nurse on set also during the filming, to like a CF nurse who was like, who would kind of instruct them like, no, this this would not fly whatsoever. Okay, you can kind of bend, you know, belief on this, but he was he aimed to make it as 100% accurate and faithful as possible, and you know, to honor and to honor Claire. So it's just the more the insider information I got about the movie, like the more I. You know, I just kind of just fell in fell in love with it in a way. And I've even I've even told Justin I was like because I haven't seen the movie and I haven't read the book yet because I'm trying to like go in with fresh eyes. And you know, if you read a book, a book is always going to have more detailed information and just it's going to be a little better than movies usually. So I'm trying not to like ruin it for myself. <laughs> it's interesting so, you say it's interesting you say you haven't read the book. Uh, I have read the book. And I know, I know, Caitlin and uh, and Tiffany have, have it. Yeah, Tiffany, yeah. yeah, Tiffany and Caitlin have as well. Um, so you know, it's they, a, it, oh, sorry. It, no, yeah, I'm, I'm saying you know, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy of what you're talking about here. And you know, I don't think anyone's questioning, you know, the the effort that someone puts into like you know a, ma- a major motion picture. You know, I think it goes without saying that putting on a movie, uh, especially you know one that's going to make it to the big screen for a wide release, is just you know it, it takes. You know, blood, sweat, and tears to that kind of thing, and it's, it's an amazing thing that's happening. Um, and uh, you know, certainly, uh, I think you know the, the way you're talking about it. You know, it, 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 I think it also goes without saying that you are, you know, you're clearly excited about it as well as as many people are. You know, I think a lot of people are certainly excited about you know what the movie has to come, but you know, that may not be representative of the entire population at large as well. You know, and I think it also is important to validate those people who are having, uh, you know, some second thoughts about it. Um, and now, Caitlin, you're also, you're one of those people. So, uh, you know, I know you've read the book and in an effort not to spoil it for, uh, for Morgan, you know, I think we have to be, oh, just, we, let's, let's, right. uh, let's, let's yeah. do our let's do our best there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, oh, I, no, just speaking, yeah. just speaking on that, uh, YouTube commenters do not care about spoilers. <laughs> so really the only part of the movie I don't know is the ending. That's literally yeah. pretty much all because or at least from the book because yeah. I'll have I'll like do like did my reaction videos and then someone will respond. It's like, "Oh, this happened in this scene." Um. And I get the notification on my phone and I'm just like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I, I I always like to say y'all are good other than like I, I, I always like to say that uh, YouTube comments are is humanity at its best and its very worst because you are there. There's no b- yeah. There's no BS there. It's like it's just yeah. it's just straight to the point. But uh, so but but uh, Caitlin, I want I want to know I want to know what you thought. Spoilers for the larger group listening. Um, I don't know how many people listening have read the book. Um, but yeah, that being said, I I understand what you're saying, Morgan, about you know the representation of CF. And I even said this to Gunner when I was talking to him about it before the podcast was you know I, I think throughout the book that there there are times that you know it is it's represented in a way that I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. That's that's how that is, and you know, 
I think it does have some good representation in it of like what our lives like. That being said, I think there's also definitely a lot of dramatization um, and a lot of liberty taken in terms of, um, you know, particularly with like the hospitalization. And that's that's something we always see, though, in sort of medical dramas, I guess, is like unrealistic <laughs> hospitals i don't know about you guys but i'm not staying at like a five-star resort when i go in right. um <laughs> with like that's true hand doting yeah. um attention from one single person so um yeah i mean i understand why there's you know some excitement about the um about you know the i guess access or whatever you want to call it vision that this would give cystic fibrosis um to a larger community especially with it being um you know cole sprouse who's right. such a popular person right now um mm-hmm. i honestly didn't really know the girl i forget her name Haley Lou richardson yeah yeah, I I didn't know her previously, but I guess she's also popular. Yeah, um, I actually just saw a movie with her the other day. I what the hell was the name of that movie? I it watched was like one on Netflix with her, and it was like seventeen or something. I forget what it was called. That, that, I, that is not the one that I watched, but I, okay. I forget everything. But I think they were like chasing Nazis in like in like uh, well, South America or something. Not the one I sure. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm yeah, I know. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. You know, there there's definitely some acclaim to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely think that that's going to give this movie some more vision. Mm-hmm. That being said, you know, it it's it's one of those things that like okay, you know, you have people having their eyes on it, but you know, one um, personally, I don't want it to be a thing now where because sometimes what happens with things like this in my opinion and you know feel free to chime in if anybody agrees or disagrees is sometimes people will see one piece of media or yeah. read one thing and then that is what they see in that's it so like you know if someone goes and sees this movie and then they meet me later and they're like oh you have cystic fibrosis this is what i expect your life is like Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you're, you're talking about you're know. talking about you know controlling the narrative, right? And I think, well, yeah. and I, you know, that's like there. That that was kind of in reading the book. Like, I guess, I mean, I will say when I read the book, you know, I've been a I've been definitely been a big time critic of the movie, and you know, some of the previews that have come out. Um, you but know. <laughs> but you know, I think, you know, I, I did try to read it with an open mind, and uh, I will say the very beginning of the book when they you know they are like super anal about a lot of things in the hospital, and I yeah. thought that was great. Um, yeah. But they do mm-hmm. make they make a lot of like we statements, um, you know, like we people with CF or we the CFers kind of thing. Uh, especially you know like there's a there, there's a point where like. I can imagine it's going to be like a like a turning point, like at one point in the movie, where Stella kind of says, "You know, as CFers, so much is taken away from us. We live every single day according to treatments and pills. You know, like that's, you know, that it's kind of like it's taking away the voice of everyone with CF. You know, I, now I, I it, it, this is really just exactly, well, yeah. and I, and you know, I kind of different with cystic fibrosis, and from I get that all of us we are so different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know? I. You know, that's, I think that's like an important thing that's kind of lost when you're looking at these kinds of things, uh, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you have, you know, you're not having a diverse group of people that are consulting on projects like this. You know, I think it's important, especially, you know, what we do is, you know, at at, uh, at Boomer Science Foundation, we try to get as many CF voices involved in things as we can. You know, I mean, here we are, four people talking about this, right? We all have four different opinions about, about the project. And, you know, I think it's important to really try to, uh, you know, be as transparent as you can with a lot of these things. And, um, uh, Caitlin, I agree entirely with you that it's important that, you know, patients, individual patients are given the ability to control the narr- their own personal narrative. And I think if you go to places where people with cystic fibrosis kind of congregate, uh, especially Reddit, you know, Reddit's kind of like you're, you're kind of cloaked in uh, some sort of, you know, you're, you're a bit anonymous on Reddit and people are, are very free with what they're saying on there. And I um, think... Yes, they are. And, um, <laughs> which, is, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Kind of like the YouTube comments that we're talking about a minute ago, but... 
Um, you know, I think in, in that kind of situation, people are speaking very freely. And, you know, a lot of people are concerned about the narrative being taken away from them, you know, in, in, in spite of something being, you know, romanticized or because, I mean, that's what this is, right? You know, there's a romantic story in the middle of all this um, that is kind of, it, 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 to me, in reading the book, it just felt like it was lazy. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's a tired story. It's told over and over again. There's Grey's Anatomy episodes about it. You know, there's all these, yeah. whenever, whenever we see CF in the media, there's always like some sort of love interest between two patients. And yeah, it happens. It does. I'm not going to sit here and deny that it happens. But it, it's it's kind of like the same. It's like told over and over and over again. And in my opinion, it's like the least interesting interesting piece of uh, of CF. You know, the the thing about cystic fibrosis is that every single person that has it has this part of you know arduous and active care. And we're all very very highly skilled people, regardless of whatever whatever we're doing in our lives. We have the abilities, you know, to to, to take care of ourselves and to keep ourselves alive and to keep other people alive if if we so had to. So you know, I think there's a lot of interesting things that are kind of you know missing from uh either from the, the telling of cystic fibrosis or the portrayal of it now tiffany i want to know what you think about it because you know you're you're post-transplant so you're uh and, and the book does kind of deal with uh, the path towards transplant so you know you can talk right. to it talk to that i guess yeah so when i first saw the trailer the first one that uh, morgan was talking about um i actually you know, I had to stop it and look at it, and she had the same um, scar as me, and that kind of resonated with me, like, oh, she went through, you know, this character went through what I did, and I, as I watched the the um, the trailer, I got goosebumps and stuff, and I was, you know, it kind of made me say, like, oh, that's kind of like me, in a way, right, because I'm very um, compliant with all my stuff, and, like, um, going through transplant is just, it's so rough that I, like, with the whole cross-infection thing, when I was so sick, I didn't want to be around, I wouldn't want to be around anybody that, um, could get my germs or anything, um, because I was in such a bad place that if I had given that to someone else, I would not, you know, I would feel awful, um, and, how I saw it was that, yeah, there's a love interest. I don't, I, you know, I'm not into that kind of thing, but I do like those movies. So like, I was <laughs> really, <Yeah. laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like, so like I thought about well, who's the target audience for this. It's C CFers and their family and friends. Right. And then it's like, um, Caitlin was saying Cole Sprouse, Riverdale, like teens that are into that kind of stuff like Jughead from Riverdale oh it's Cole Sprouse like I was thinking about that and yeah it's gonna target that audience but you have to think about like the people that already know like the awareness is gonna go to those two groups in a way and um the CFers we all know what cystic fibrosis is because we live with it and then our family and friends all live with it right so the only the other group that would probably be learning is probably the teens or like the the uh, other you know that target target audience so i feel like for those target audiences yeah this movie is gonna uh, resonate or it's gonna spark some interest and stuff but it's not gonna go for everybody because not a lot of people want to go see uh, teen romance movies to be honest but i do think it like definitely will help with bringing cystic fibrosis to light but um you just have to like think about who's gonna go see it though who's gonna know and then like we, we've said for transplant and stuff um there's a lot that goes into it and you have to be very um compliant with everything you have to keep yourself going and positive and stuff so it's not like i wasn't in the hospital running around and going to the pool and you know what I mean? Like, that's the, like the trailer shows and stuff. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I'm kind like, I, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, but I think I'm more of the thing that I need to go see it before I do make my judgment. I did read the book and I did like the book. The only things about the book were like, I thought it was weird that they said Aflo vest the whole time. And then the <laughs> best. It felt like a sponsorship. It, it, it did feel like a commercial a little bit. Product placement. That really bugged me yeah. for some reason. Product, product placement. That, I, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Like, 
it's probably something we can all agree on. Like, I don't think I even know a single person who uses an Aflo vest. Yeah. Uh, yet, you know, here they are running yeah, around. You oh, do you actually? Are you an Aflo vest user? Oh yeah, I, lo- okay. I love my Aflo vest. Yeah. Oh really? There you are, man. We we have finally found the person using the Aflo vest. Well, well, see, everyone everyone uses the uh, everyone now uses the Monarch because right. you know Aflo vest came out and doctors didn't want to write for it because they're like, oh, there's no testing on this, and what company's Aflo vest? And then Hillrom comes out with the Monarch, right. which is they try like Hillrom, God bless them. Like they, if it wasn't for them, like we wouldn't be where we are today. But mm-hmm. To me, like, I've tried the Monarch, and I feel like they dropped the ball so hard because I, they they tried to make it so cool-looking that I think they lost, like, the sizing. Because, like, with CF like with CF patients, a lot of us run naturally small or just thinner, just our frames, how we're, you know, how we're shaped. Right. And that thing, I don't know, it fits so high up, and, like, it's just weird. And the Aflo vest is literally, it feels just like your regular old, like, Hillrom inflatable vest, but, mm-hmm. you know portable okay. and so i've had i've had the aflo since like the first uh model came out and i tried yeah. one on, i tried one on back then well, too yeah i mean it's definitely and leah had one too uh yeah, and leah leah, leah had one, leah she had one because she one. Yeah, she had it because she didn't want aggressive vest therapy to like cause a bleed uh you yeah, know i i've tried aflo vest on I, I did not love it uh but i'm glad you like i'm glad it, it works for you you know i think it's one of those things where we always talk about airway clearance and how everyone gets airway clearance in a very different way. Like I'm about to go play ice hockey. Like that's where I'm going to get my real airway clearance. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. It was like, it was, it was really funny that like everything in the, in the story is like a, a generic name that they call it like Ivacaptor or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's Aflovest, you know, just yeah, kind of just, it, it did just feel, it did, it, 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 yeah, funny thing it is, did feel a little out of place. I was in the hospital. I would use the regular Hillrom vest. I think that's usually what we do. We use the regular vest. I don't remember. And well, I guess when I was in the hospital, we didn't have the, um, the portable vest, but, Everybody that I knew, and usually now I see them with the Hillrom vest in the hospital. Yeah, I think so. it's you know I think it's just one of those things where like there's always going to be like inaccuracies. I've I've never really had a problem with it. Like yeah. it's it is what it's Hollywood. You know it is what it is. The inaccuracies yeah. are just going to be there because that's what they are. I mean I when as I was reading the book, you know I, I said the inaccuracies were great airway clearance. Believe it or not, you know it's because they're just like a fun thing to laugh at. Um, you know, they're, they're things that not, you know, the, the normal person reading the book, the normal, quote unquote, normal, the normals who are reading the book, um, they're, uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, we call people without CF normals, uh, just need a little context there, but, um, you know, the normals who are reading the book, yeah, they're not going to pick up on those little, you know, fine little things. It actually brings me back to the first time, you know, the movie Ted. I saw the movie Ted twice. Yeah. The first time I saw it was in Boston. The second time I saw it in New York with, you know, some friends. I was in college. And uh, the Boston audience, it takes place in Boston. It, it was, everyone thought it was a lot funnier in Boston than they did when I saw it in New York. It was just kind of one of those things, with, you know, it depends who you're seeing yeah. it with kind of thing. Um, but let's go back to, I want to go back to the awareness thing. That's also yeah. been another uh, kind of like bone to pick that a lot of people have, you know, kind of about what Caitlin's saying, how controlling the narrative. But I know, Morgan, you've been, uh, a proponent thinking that the awareness is, that comes from it is, is really going to be good and nothing else, nothing but good. So uh, if, you could, if you could expand on that for us. Well, I wouldn't say it'll be nothing but good, but I feel like the positives will highly outweigh the negatives just because this is, you know, a fairly accurate, you know, CF movie. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people will go see this and like you said, spark interest. And the thing, the thing with the CF narrative is, like you said, like no, no two people are the same. So it's like whenever the trailer was dropped, like I thought all of the hate was just like crazily unjustified because people were just going in like Justin Baldoni was just getting like threatening messages like "You suck, go die. This movie's terrible." And I'm like, "Whoa, y'all, <laughs> yeah, need, no. to ch- y'all need to chill," because like, like I said, like we've been talking about no two CFers are ever going to be the same. So whereas this might not be the narrative for you, this could totally match, you know, this other person. And then, you know, I just think about the kids who will see this and then it's like, Oh, that's, that's me on the screen. You know, that's, that's what I have. And then, you know, the other side of that coin is people are like, Oh, well, if kids with CF see this, they're going to think it's cool to hang out with other CFers. And, I don't really feel that's the case because odds are these people are going to be like kids are going to be seeing it with their parents. And I imagine their parents are going to explain cross contamination and how that works and everything. And as they get older, you know, they'll kind of make that decision whether they want to interact or not, because 
I'm a person I've hung out with a billion CFers. Like close close up car rides, what whatever like we've been really close and you know, I've never swapped anything. So it's one it's one of those things where it's kind of like you get older and it becomes like a person like if you and this person are cool with it, then you know, it's you know, it's whatever. But I just feel like with this being a big Hollywood movie and having Justin Baldoni direct, Cole Sprouse is in it, that, you know, there's going to be a lot of also Hollywood eyes on it. So, you know, big, big name people. And this is going to get bigger people aware of CF and wanting to get involved because it's like, oh, you know, my friend Justin Baldoni directed this movie or Cole, you know, Cole Sprouse is in this. I try to I try to view it from, you know, every aspect of what this could do to the disease, because people are constantly constantly being like oh we need we need more awareness we need more of a light on cf we need this and then like they roll out the spotlight like the bat signal in the sky with cf and they're like all right here you go but everyone's like mm, no not like that and i was like no, i mean I, to interject here you know i, I do think when, when i i mean i appreciate that people are going to you know feel like they are going to be related to on, on the screen and they're going to you know they're going to find their story on the silver screen and and and, and in hollywood you now i i'm very appreciative for those people you know i you know believe it or not like i i think it's a good thing for them for sure but at the same time you know like this notion that awareness is like some great thing like i, I don't quite get it you know i, I want to take a page out of the the breast cancer movement right we all know what breast cancer is but if you read any real writing from real hardcore breast cancer advocates i'm talking about like in the new york times or wherever like you know they are you know there's this notion out there that they're that the pinkification of october and the pinkification of the united states has you know what has it yielded breast cancer is still this horrible horrible disease you know and it's i'll, I'll read a line here from the new york times uh, one woman uh, rachel levitt she, she uh, sorry Teresa brown she writes you know pink is not a serious color though cancer is a, cancer is a very serious disease you know cancer is about staying alive it's not not about being pink and you know i think about that everyone knows what breast cancer is but yeah. they there's this there these advocates in the breast cancer circle are feeling like you know you know pink is just this you know wonderful thing that everyone wears and it's and sure it's a great thing everyone knows what breast cancer is but the people living with it are also you know feeling like it's you know overshadowing what they're living with uh and i, I kind of that's how i kind of see this too like you know what what is the end goal in, in in presenting this story of cystic fibrosis you know i know julia ray reached out to justin baldoni and he kind of was like didn't really give her give her a legit answer you know he kind of hit her with like oh well it's a creative license and you know it, the bottom line is you know there, there's been no uh, recognition from the production crew whatsoever about the criticism from the cystic fibrosis community like that's the one big thing that has been a huge problem in this it's almost like they just want to hear how great they are right there, there's been no uh, you know acceptance of the criticism or the feeling that we are offended you know that the, the people of us who are that, that that's even a case you know and there's there's no right or wrong way to feel about this movie right it's just it's 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 your particular case with cystic fibrosis and what i want and what we want from justin baldoni and these hollywood megastars is we want them to be like yeah we went and made this thing and sorry we offended a bunch of people because that's what we did and that and that's the simple fact of the matter is that you know in reading the book and finally getting through the book you know and i i agree with a lot of people on reddit you know one person on reddit you know, basically said the same thing that, you know, I tried reading it, but I, by the time I was finished, I was just so completely angry. You know, he said, you know, I almost threw my phone out of the book while I was reading it. There's just so much rage in my body and through reading the book. You know, that's, I, that feeling is out there and it's not just coming from me. You know, a lot of people feel that way. And what I want, what I really want from all of this is I want some sort of admission from from the production side of this that they went and they made something that is not representative of the entire cystic fibrosis community and that they did offend a lot of people you know if that if that if that means he has to take out an op-ed and write that somewhere then then so be it you know it's all about accountability in this and you know i think that i'm going to lean on my advocacy skill here right I've gotten so far, and a lot of us have gotten so far in cystic fibrosis because we're able to advocate for ourselves, right? That's what I'm doing here, 
right? I get a lot of private messages from people who are upset about this movie who don't want to talk about it in public, and they they, they say, Gunner, you know, I agree with you, but this is a this is a terrible thing, and you know, for someone who may think it's terrible, but it, to another person, you know, it thinks it's the greatest thing ever, and I'm I'm happy for both people to see that in this, and you know, I think the the biggest concern in all of this is that it has created a divide in the CF community. I mean, the divide is as wide as the Grand Canyon. You have one half the patients on one side, and the other half the patients on the other side, and the patients who don't like the movie feel like we're getting no recognition whatsoever. And it's it's kind of a strange thing because, you know, when you hear about you know, the press blitz or you see the, um, you know, the, the marketing campaign around this movie, it's all about, you know, like, oh my God, we're not crying, you're crying, or, uh, you know, this is for the CFers, this is for the individual people living with cystic fibrosis. Yeah, this is for me. If you really truly believe that, then maybe you should go out of your way and actually admit that you offended me. Right? If you really believe that this is for me living with cystic fibrosis and for the individuals living with cystic fibrosis, like it says in the acknowledgement points of the book, and it has said in all the media interviews or whatever, then maybe you should actually admit that. I think that would go a long way to the people who do feel offended by it. And Kaylee, I know, you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I think that um, I agree, Gunnar. I think that there is a large group of people in the community who are, um, you know, just off put by the movie in general um very you know i was talking to one i have a very close friend with cf um we've been internet friends for i don't know like 10 years um that's really we normal about it. cystic fibrosis yeah <laughs> yes yeah we met on one of like those old it was one of those older like cystic fibrosis teen websites that existed yeah. back in the day right yeah mm-hmm. we remember those um and we were talking about it, and she was like, honestly, it feels to me like this book or movie, I think she said, is literally them taking the tragedy of the story that was what we have seen the media refer to as the, quote, real fault in our stars couple that we all know what I'm referring to. And making it into a Hollywood motion picture that they're trying to flip for profit. Um, which, when she said that, I was like, you're kind of right. Like, you know, you have a point there. Um, you know, I think we all remember that real couple that both passed away um, with cystic fibrosis. And she was like, it feels like they're trying to make like a spin on that. And that they found that and they saw the fault in our stars and we're just trying to make it cystic fibrosis based. And I think that can be something that is upsetting to people, obviously. Um, and I, I agree, Gunnar. It's not, you know, I, I've seen those advertisements as well that are like, we're not crying, you're crying, or like, oh my, like, you know, all those like pity kind of based advertisements, um, which I don't love. Um, like, you know, this is the disease we live with every day. There's, there's not crying. It's just how we live. Um, so I definitely think there's a lot of aspects from the marketing and um, just the different um, aspects of how this movie has sort of been rolled out and like, you know, playing on the fact like, oh, it's for people with cystic fibrosis. No, it's not. No, it's not. We don't need this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no one asked for this. Um, so I think that that's just a that's just a perspective I have on it. Um, I don't know though. You say you say no one's asked for this, but we have like you know you have your Grey's Anatomy episodes and all that that comes out, and you have. I remember when the Fault in Our Stars was a huge thing. Like it, people with CF were like, God, I wish we had a movie like this for you know, for like people with CF because that was that was back when I was actually in like the cystic fibrosis group, which I, the main one on Facebook, which I don't touch with a 10 foot pole now, because that's just toxic. It is a very, I do not go in that group at all. Uh, but mm-hmm. people, you know, people were like, man, like I wish, you know, that CF would get the attention, you know, like cancers and all that do. So then it's like, well, here you go. And then it's yeah. like, mm, never, no. So it's like, it's kind of like people, like people that, yeah. almost like can't make up their mind. Like, it's like we we want this but we don't want it this way and then every single person's like we want it a certain way so i feel like no matter what you do nowadays when it comes if you're doing something like this like a big 
you know, whether it's CF, whatever you're going to do, it's going to divide people. And no matter, it's 2019, everyone's going to be offended by something and everyone's going to have a different, like, opinion. So here's what I'll say. In, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And this is what I think. I think it would be a lot less divisive between the community and it would be a lot more like, you know, forgiving and accepting of the different types of CF and like, I don't see myself in this movie, whatever. If it wasn't about a relationship between people with CF. Yeah. I think that's the part. I think you're, yeah, I think you're, I think you're totally right. You know, I think in reading the book, like I read it it to be the the villain and it's like never even like, you know, discussed as the villain is, is the contact precautions and the droplet precautions, right? That's the villain of the story. That's the, the antagonist. I'm going to put on my creative writing degree from Boston college after a minute. And like, that's the, that's the, the antagonist of the book is the contact precautions. Like that's what keeps them apart, five feet apart. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wish in reading the book, like, it, I just wish they would have really, if they were going to make a, like a story about it, really dive in and talk about that. Right. The, the, the premise is that Will is on a drug trial and, you know, it's never really talked about what the success of his drug trial would mean. Right. The success of his drug trial would mean that he and Stella, in all intents and purposes, could probably be together because that means they would have a handle on the antimicrobial situation in, in cystic fibrosis. And the, the unfortunate reality that keeps all of us apart from each other. I know, Morgan, you, you kind of look at this a little differently, but the unfortunate reality that keeps a lot of us apart from each other is the fact that we do not control the microbial issue within cystic fibrosis. It's a real problem. It's the kind of thing that it really, it kills people. It's a really serious problem. And I, you know, I, uh, I, when I graduated college, I had real serious issues with my respiratory infections to the point where, you know, I had to make a choice. I was either going to continue to let it kill me, or I was going to see if I can control my, my life and get my life back on track (laughs) to the point where, you know, I am today where I'm doing quite well, actually. But, um, you know, it, the antimicrobial issue is is the is the crux of the the book, and it's like it's kind of just glossed over, and you know, it's it it just feels like it was lazy writing. You know, it just felt like, and I'm not going to put that on who wrote the book, Rachel Lippincott. I'm not going to put that on her. You know, that's not she was you know taking a screenplay. Obviously, it's not her problem. But and I, I guess that is one thing that I'm interested to see how the movie portrays, because that's the real issue of the story. The story is that microbial infection and microbial disease is, is, is a real problem in cystic fibrosis. Well, and then in the book, there's different issues going on in their lives as well. They're, they have other things with a sister and then with a mother and parents. So, yeah, but, the, but that's not the, like, that, that's not the antagonist. That's, you know, those are just, know, that, just make, that makes it quote-unquote interesting, you know? Exactly. That just, like, makes it more of um, they're having more issues than, you know, than just the cross infection too, you know. Like that's where mean? you kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you... Oh no, you go go for it. Uh, I feel I feel like though that's where you do have to kind of take a creative license because, you know, like us, we know like I know exactly what you're talking about, Gunner. We know what you're talking about with the microbial issues and all that, but. I feel like you can only get so far into that if you're making something for like a general audience. Because, like I said, if you make a movie 100% CF accurate and really go into the details, like it's going to be longer than Titanic. And it's going like, to be on, in the bathroom. And, yeah, and people are just going to be like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, okay, I think. Like, I, I get what you're saying. You know, I think what I, all I'm saying is that the, the contact precaution is the antagonist, but it's not it's yeah. not really shown as the antagonist, right? Yeah. I think, like, yeah. if they want to make it, like, I guess I'm just saying, if they want to make it a more powerful story than what it is, then really, you know, fire it up as the antagonist. You know, they, they kind of just, they kind of gloss over it a little bit, and it, it's like, it's, it serves as an invisible barrier. And I think it in, in reading it, like, my, my final opinion at the end of the story was like, okay, it, I didn't love it. But I think what would have made it more relatable for the general cystic fibrosis crowd and even the crowd at large would would have been like, you know, if you're going to make a stick with a teen romance, then have one of them not have cystic fibrosis and have the entire story, you know, shown through the, the eyes of kids as someone's getting sicker. You know, I don't know if any of you have read the book Ghosts, right? We're sitting here talking about cystic fibrosis awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Ghosts is a graphic novel and that had 500,000 copies printed, right? That yeah. you want to talk about awareness that that achieved it and that story is a fictionalized version of cystic fibrosis that i absolutely loved 
right? I read it and I was like, wow, that book was amazing. It's a graphic novel, right? So people have their opinions about graphic novels. I guess similar to people have their opinions about teen romances. And, you know, I don't know, Caitlin, I don't know, or Tiffany or, or Morgan, I don't know if you guys have read it, but I, I certainly encourage you to do it. It's really great. Um, and, and it's, it's it. yeah, it's, it's, it is an amazing, I mean, you'll read it in, in an afternoon. It's like, it, it is unbelievable. And mm-hmm. the way I'm they a graphic novel like nerds. Oh, there you are. Yeah, this I've is this is. I'm, never, I'm totally. I'm totally gonna get. Yeah. So so it's 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 Ghosts by Raina Telgemeier, and it was it's 500,000 copies printed. It's like unbelievable, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's basically a story. And I'm not gonna give it away because it's really it's a great story. But it's basically uh, about a family dynamic. Uh, there's two sisters. One of them has cystic fibrosis. One doesn't. And you know it's fictionalized. You know there's you know some like you know there's like demons and monsters and stuff in it. But it really shows the system fibrosis experience at least the one that i know and the entire thing is about how the the little girl doesn't victimize herself right she is like the strongest person in the family and it's all about teaching her sister that lesson so um you know i, I certainly encourage anyone listening you know that is encouraged you know, that wants to you know see a fictionalized version of cystic fibrosis and that is my personal favorite and it's, uh, it's print media obviously it's not a movie but uh if there was ever a movie gonna be made about cystic fibrosis i wish it would be ghost i mean it's an unbelievable story um but we're getting a little off topic. You know, I, I kind of want to bring this to, uh, you know, uh, the actual uh, the, the, the movie going experience. You know, I know some people have seen it. I know some people do have uh, concerns about running into other people with cystic fibrosis in the movie theater. I know Leah yeah. really spoke about that she, quite a bit. Um, yeah, she was very, she had a lot of anxieties about it. You know, to the point where I, we actually received an email from a distributor, you know, has nothing to do with the production of it, but we received the movie for uh, an email from the distributor asking if we wanted to hold a, like a CF pre-screening, which was kind kind of like totally weird and tone deaf. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say what the company was or anything like that because I don't want to throw them under the bus. But um, I think it's a concern that a lot of people have. Uh, so to, to that point, what I want to say, to you know, there are ways to keep yourself safe, obviously, for those people who may have that concern. Um, and I think it's just important to talk that out, um, not, you know, not only with your care team, but also with other patients who may go see the movie, you know, may go see the movie and people who are within right. your network. Um, but I want to know, is, there, is everyone here going to go see the movie? I know, Morgan, you obviously yeah. are. You've talked about it. But, uh, Caitlin, are you planning on seeing it? Definitely, are you planning on seeing it? And, Morgan, like, what is your expectation for the movie experience? Don't all go uh, at once. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> I, thought, I thought they were going to answer if they were going to see it first. I'm going to go see it, of course. Um, I've talked to Justin Baldoni, and we've talked about the precautions for theaters, and it's he's thrown things out and trying to get it done. Um, but honestly, there's like it's hard to actually put it to every theater to do something about it um but like i know that he means well and that he's doing what he can um at this point and honestly if i'm gonna go see it i will bring wipes and i will bring my mask and i will act like it's going on a on a plane you know what i mean because you never know if there's other cystic fibrosis patients on a plane with you most likely not but in this movie... That'd be a smelly plane ride. Let's be serious for a moment. That would be a horrendously smelly plane ride. <laughs> that would just be a disaster. <laughs> but um, but we have to think about it. Like This movie is going to attract all CF, CFers. Let's just be honest. So if you're in an area that has more than just you, there there's a high chance that there's going to be another one in there. So what I would do is just make sure I wear a mask to show that I am... You know, and, you know, show the invisible illness outside of the invisible illness and kind of just show that I do SCF. So don't come near me, you know, five feet apart, six feet, actually. <laughs> so that's how I see have it. You, I, have I you ever thought about it, though? Like if you go see the movie and you have a mask on and then like after the movie, people are like, oh, my God, she has CF. Yeah. Let me let me talk. Let me talk to you. And because that's what I, that's what I think, too. Like, you know, and, I've thought of that scenario. Like people see like you with a mask on they're like oh you have cf and then it kind of increase like raises the di- the dialogue for it and all that well, in a kind of hilarious I'll, way then i'll reach in my pocket and be like here's my breathe in card go <laughs> with <the> podcast <laughs> free marketing <laughs> check it out here you go mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know i i uh, i i thought about that too i i am gonna see it like i you know if that means i have to go like a matinee or like see it a week later or something you know then so be it i mean the bottom line is you know some people have more of a uh you know possibility to bring into 
people see at the movie theaters and others just kind of depending on where you live, you know, people congregate around cystic fibrosis centers. So depending on how populous your center is, you know, that sort of indicates how likely it is that you run into somebody with CF during the movie theater. I, you know, I, I'm not super concerned about that. I've always kind of like approached, uh, you know, movie theater is like, you, you never know who you're sitting next to in a movie theater to begin with. You know, I, sure. I will say, you know, I, if I sit next to someone and they you know, look like they had the flu or something, yeah, I'll move. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I, that's what I've well, uh, told people as well. Cause I've had a lot of comments sent my way about it too. Like, I'm thinking about seeing the movie, but I'm worried there's going to be other people with CF there. And I'm like, well, if you think about how big it, like a theater holds like one or 200 people usually. So I think something like that. I could be, I could be wrong, but just in the grand scheme of things, the odds are of it being more CFers than like normal people. And you happen to get stuck right next to the person with CF. Mm -hmm. It's very slim to none. And you got to think you're sharing a theater with other people with CF anyways, even if you don't, you know, go at the same time, whether in a, a normal movie, not like five feet apart, just anything. Yeah. And, you know, they don't they come and sweep the floors for the popcorn, but they don't come in after every screen no. and wipe everything down. No. So that's I try to tell people like, OK, well, wear a mask, you know, if you want bring wipes, you know, if you yeah. want to wear gloves, like do whatever. But I mm. think that the little bit of like panic behind, oh, my God, we're going to go into like the theater and catch the patient. I think that's like way, way overblown. It's like, OK, there is a possibility you will get, you know, someone with CF could sit next to someone else with CF. But if well, it happens, like if there's two people in a mask, just be like, oh well, I'm going to move. Or yeah, I mean, I think it's I think the, the, the early. Yeah, the, I well, mean the risk is the risk is low for sure. You yeah. know, but I, but I, you know, it's also one of these things like you know, it's kind of like we're, what we talk about this entire time. You know, it's not we're, we're doing a disservice to people to that are you know diminishing a feeling that may be different than ours. You know, I think it's yeah. you know, you're giving great advice, Morgan. But you know, I think it's also the same kind of thing. Whereas you know, I you know one of my like final memories from Leah is like I got a text message from her at like one in the morning about her like having yeah. like this like crazy anxiety attack about like going to see this movie and like coming across another person with CF. Like it's like I'll never forget it. Um, and you know yeah. she and it was just one of those like weird like late like late late night like thoughts that pops into a person with CF's yeah. mind. Like those happen all the time. Um, yeah. And just it just so happened to be like what she was thinking about at the moment. And yeah. you know I think it's like it, it is kind of what it is. Um, and oh, yeah. I'm trying not to. I, I definitely don't want to discredit anyone's like worry and all that. That's why it's just when people reach out to me and ask me, I'm trying to just tell them like you know calm down a little you know the odds of this happening are very slim to none you know wear a mask take like you like just take normal precautions and like, then, yeah. and you'll you know you'll be you'll be good or you know just well, wait until like a week or two after release and then there's going to be nobody in the theater because movies like, like this oh. are like bam flash you get this crowd and then it fizzles yeah i mean it's also oh, the kind of thing like it can be a netflix it's gonna be a netflix in three months so yeah. you know like that's the other thing you can do caitlin are you gonna, caitlin are you gonna see the movie um, so I also have anxiety about going to the theater to see this. Um, it's something that like cross contamination is something that gives me anxiety on a regular basis. Like, you know, obviously going to clinic and stuff, I wear my mask and like, you know, as we say, you never know who you're in the same room with. Um, and that gives me anxiety, but which is um, a fine, it's a normal, it's a totally normal and fine feeling to have for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things, I think, for me at least, it wasn't something that I used to think about a lot before. Um, and then I went to college and I found out that there was four other people with CF in my freshman college class. And I went to a small college. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so, actually, that is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I went to, um, I, I don't know if you guys know it. You might know it from basketball. I went to St. Joe's mm -hmm. in Philly. Okay. Yeah, it's not that big a school. It's a pretty like small to medium sized school, and there was four other people with CF in my freshman class, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, I thought crazy. it was just me. So like, ever since then, I'm always assuming that there's more people with CF around than you would expect. <laughs> I want to know, um, like, I, I, I hate to interject, but like, what? It's like that's like a fascinating thing. That I mean, that's got to be super. I, that's super rare to have happened. What? What? It also speaks to the fact that more people with CF are going to college, which is awesome, by the way. But um, mm -hmm. you know, people are growing older and they're having the ability to, you know, pursue, you know, whether it's college or, or working right away out of high school kind of thing. You know, it's fa it's fascinating that people are are getting able to pursue these things. Um, you know, it just simply wasn't the case thirty years ago. What did the school do in that in that situation to to provide for you guys? So, yeah, so basically the reason, um, I don't remember 
I, I, I don't remember how it all started. It was a while ago. Um, but basically, it was because of rooming. So we needed to make sure that no one was on the same floor or whatever um, for rooming. Um, so that's what happened. Um, and then they gave us the option to, like, disclose to each other, like, who the other CF patients were. Obviously, the school can't do it because that's, like, a violation. Um, and me and two of the other kids disclosed it. And then two of the others did not. But then I found out who one of them was because someone else told me. Um, you just so heard them, just just heard them crawl, of... call yeah, from yeah, heard... the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. That one. <laughs> found him. Um, yeah. So then it was one of those things, you know, like you'd see them around and just be like, uh, bye. Um, nice seeing you from a far distance away. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like the school helped in terms of like, you know, like with rooming and stuff like that. Um, for CF patients, they knew that like we needed, there was for freshmen, there was only one dorm that was air conditioned. So we needed to be there on separate floors. Oh my God. Um, so you guys were all in the same building. It's, that's crazy. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah, it was, it was wild. a wild time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but that was that was something that in my mind kind of just changed my mindset entirely because I used to always think like, oh, there's no one else to see up around. And then I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it feels like literally... There's other people out like there. Every other person in the world has CF now because I was diagnosed uh, two months old in 1990. And, you know, back then there was only you know a handful of gene types that had been you know discovered. And then fast forward to you know 2019, and there's however many thousands of gene types. And I meet so many people, like not even online, just in person, where I'm like used to. You'd be like, oh, well, I have cystic fibrosis, and people give you like the dumbfound look, like, what is that? Like, can you yeah. walk? Like, what 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 is this? And now it's like, I tell them, and they're like, oh, my brother has that. My cousin yeah. has it. My dog has it. And I'm just like, oh, every everyone has CF now. Okay. <laughs> so it's like crazy because I actually, uh, my mom lives in the Cherokee area, like up in the mountains. And she used to work at this convenience store that also made like breakfast sandwiches and things like that. Uh -huh. And I used to go, uh, I used to go into work with her like sometimes and I'd just be hanging around because it was a super small town. So I could just walk over there. And there was a guy that I saw in there literally every day because he worked like construction and he would always come in there and get a sandwich. Me and him talked like tons of times. I had sat next to him and all that. Well, it just kind of like fast forward a little bit. And my mom had a shirt on one day that uh, said something about CF. It was like some some sort of, uh, I think it was a great stride shirt or something like that. And that guy saw it and he was like, oh, wow, I have uh, I have CF too. Had a port and everything. And I'm just like, what? What, what, what is this? Right. So it's just like, they're like, literally. They're, they're out there. Like they're out there. Right yeah, well, we've always <laughs> talked about this that a lot of people know about cystic fibrosis from knowing someone or they, you know, someone, someone's friend, someone's, you know, someone's <laughs> relative. Oh, my, you know, we know it from other people, other relationships that we have other than us. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to specifically have CF, but they know it from a distance. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people have talked about um, mm -hmm. just knowing it and that, but they don't know exactly what it is but they're like oh i've heard about it you know what i mean they just don't know yeah i mean you know, i think it's one of those things where uh you know it's 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 becoming more mainstream uh you know we had a, a our CF researcher, researcher won the Nobel Prize not so long ago. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. We also have, you know, we are also exhibiting a medical miracle in cystic fibrosis right now with the with the CFTR yeah. modulators. So, um, yeah. you know, the entire medical community and science community is paying attention, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, when I go to these rare disease conferences, people speak of cystic fibrosis as one of those things that's like, okay, they're done, which is not the case. You know, we're not done. We still have a long way to go. Um, but... You know, I think a lot of these other, uh, you know, fundraisers, uh, you know, fundraising organizations and, um, you know, uh, groups that recognize people with different illnesses kind of see cystic fibrosis as a bit of a success story. You know, to my knowledge, there's no other greater success story, you know, kind of like what we've achieved in cystic fibrosis, you know, maybe outside of HIV AIDS and how far they've come. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think, you know, we've had a pretty good conversation here where 
we're sort of towards the end, um, so I want to give everyone a chance to, you know, give a little bit of a last word. You can, uh, we always like to ask uh, our guests for either advice uh, or this is your chance to go ahead and uh, say whatever it is you want. So, uh, Morgan, why don't you go first? Oh, let's see. If I had, uh, let's see, any advice, I guess, that I would direct towards CFers. And this is like just from a thing that I get all the time. Ever since I posted uh, that reaction video and I've gotten, you know, all these subscribers, I get so many people. Uh, especially younger kids with CF messaging me like, oh, like, how do I tell this person that I have CF or that? It's like there's still such a large group of CFers, and this is kind of what I was touching about on the movie, whereas the kid will see themselves, who are so ashamed to tell anyone they have CF. Like, they will not tell boyfriends. They don't want to tell classmates. Like, they don't do their treatments because they're, like, terrified of it. And one of the biggest things that I'll always love my mom for, she never let me do that. She never let me be ashamed of CF, hide it, or anything like that. Like, if it was time to do treatments, if people were over, she was like, you, you're gonna do it. Like, it's it's just time. And that's probably the biggest, like if there's CFers listening, uh, the biggest thing is just don't, you know, don't be so like ashamed of this disease in a way. Like, you kinda, you kinda have to embrace it. It's your life, it doesn't make you any different. It's not gonna make, you know, <clears throat> it's not gonna make that big of a di If someone doesn't want to like hang out with you or something because of CF, like, you don't need them in your life anyways. So the biggest thing is just like, own your life. Be happy with it. Don't feel so ashamed of, you know, the the treatments and the things you have to do. Because I mean, it's just life. It ain't no big deal. It's great advice. Actually, it's funny you say that because uh, I was actually raised in a similar way. You know, whenever I made a new friend or, you know, I told my parents I wanted to have a play date after school or something, my treatment time was always moved into the middle of the play date, right? My, my parents always, you know, they started the nebulizer as soon as, you know, one of my friends, come, my friends came over just so they could see what it was like. You know, I was raised in a similar fashion to the point where, you know, treatment just became like a social time in the household. So, um, exactly. I think that's uh, even now that I'm older and especially when I got into adulthood that paid off like dividends because obviously the older you get like you have friends who smoke and all that and I'm one of those people it's like smoking is very bad but I'm not going to sit here on a pedestal and you know curse you out for it but it's just like within like five minutes of knowing me like usually so I mentioned that I have CF in some way or another just so people know and people are like super like super respectful about it and that was just a credit to you know my upbringing and how I was because it was never a thing of Oh, you can hide this. It's like no, here, like, like you said, like, oh, your friends are coming over. Where, here's your nebulizers, or like, my mom would like come down the street to a friend's house and be like, okay, well, I have to hook you up to like your IV antibiotics for your pick line now. And it was just, it was just kind of part of life for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, that's fantastic advice, Morgan. Thank you for sharing. Now, Caitlin, you're up. All right, I would say, um, I guess this is for the young adult community in CF. So I'm 23 and I basically just started having my first full-time post-college job um, within the past year. And I think the biggest piece of advice is like, you know, I feel like with the society we live in, it can be very easy to get sucked up into work and a job and, you know, maintaining sort of what society expects of like a normal adult person life um so i think it's just important to keep that balance of you know your health is a priority as you are navigating sort of the, the a young adult space of you know trying to maintain a work life and maintain this normal healthy relationship life and you know but always coming back to like you can't have any of those things if your health isn't good so be compliant. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's something. That's something that I'm personally working on. So I figured I'd just share it with everyone else. I, that's also great advice, Caitlin. Thank you for sharing. You know, I, I think uh, especially like when you you're making transitions through different parts of life, whether it's from high school to college, middle school to high school, college to working. Um, you know, you're, there's going to be some sort of grace period where you have to figure out how to navigate your new routine and also allocate your time appropriately. You know, you don't want to you know sit on something and and you know be spending way too much time on your health, for example. Or you don't want to be spending way too much time on your job, or you don't want to be spending way too much time on your friends. You know, those are all like learning lessons, and I. Think think um 
you know, just like you said, you're kind of working through them yourself right now. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you're going to succeed and you're going to fail and it's going to be how you uh, continue to succeed, but also, also how you learn from your failures. And I think that's uh, an important lesson uh, that you're giving to, to our listeners. So um, thank you for that. And uh, thank you, Morgan, again, for joining. Uh, to, re- to recap the, uh, the episode, it sounds like a lot of people are excited about uh, the prospects of uh, Five Feet Apart. And uh, we certainly want, you know, definitely go see it we're definitely not telling you to not see it um and i think people should go see it and and formulate their own opinion about it as well you can also read the book morgan i'm really excited to watch your uh, reaction video to to ghosts i want to know what you think about that um i think it's going to be a a fun video to watch so i'm giving you some work believe it or not uh and um there you go that's what it is um and uh you know i think for to to, to speak for some people who aren't so excited about the movie you know they're just we're hoping that we do hear from uh justin about and, and the production crew about why uh, you know we haven't heard from them and hopefully that they they are able to own up to the fact that they have offended some people so I think uh, ultimately if you are uh, feeling stressed about the movie or if you're excited about it it's important to feel validated in your opinion uh, you know certainly I think our podcast today has been a microcosm of that you know we have some people who are excited some people who are a little uh, nervous about it uh, and that's okay it's okay to feel one way or the other there's no right or wrong way to no. feel uh, and I think that's um, the important takeaway uh, from today's episode um, so uh, moving forward, uh, remember we re- we post every Thursday uh, on iTunes, Spotify. Spotify is new for us, actually. Uh, SoundCloud. Um, we are going to do YouTube again. Apologies to the YouTube listeners, um, but the very few YouTube listeners that we do get, uh, the very few loyal YouTube listeners that we get, and then of course GunnerAsylum.com. Uh, remember you can follow us on uh, Instagram, which is uh, Breathe underscore in underscore Pod. Same email address, Breathe underscore in underscore pod at assassin.org um caitlin and morgan if you guys want to plug anything if you want to tell people where they can follow you this is your chance to do it yeah if anyone wants to uh follow me just go to youtube.com slash cystic one it's c-y-s-t-i-k i don't know why i put the k but it just didn't catch you at the time and it <laughs> stuck and it's stuck since then you can find me on there and i also live stream on twitch cystic one same thing Cool. Um, yeah, I don't do any of like the YouTube or Twitch stuff, but if you want to follow my Instagram, I'll appreciate that. It is yeah. Caitlin Roselle on Instagram. Cool. There you okay. go. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks, guys, for taking uh, some time out of your Thursday record with us, and we hope you continue to feel well. And yeah. uh, please stay in touch with the podcast. Everyone, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later, y'all. Bye, guys. <laughs>